Hello, everyone. This is Jen from Grounded Sounds. My co-host Abel and I are happy to be able to bring you some bonus material over the next few weeks as we will be taking the holiday season to decompress and spend time with our families. So we have some Oklahoma artist and entrepreneur interviews from Americana Fest in Nashville this year, and we hope you enjoy. Thank you for tuning in. You can find Grounded Sounds on Twitter and Instagram at Grounded Sounds, on Facebook, Grounded Sounds OK. We are sending care from our Grounded Sounds family to yours. Happy holidays and happy listening. Thanks so much. to have you here and to sit down with you and get to chat. Thanks so much. You're killing it right now. It's been a good summer. And I say that with like emotion and (laughs) I really do. I almost tear up when I'm saying Uh, that for you because you've just really been doing such an amazing job with your music. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I just feel so lucky because it's all I've ever wanted to do. I feel like I spent most of my 20s trying to come up with something else, like an alternate plan. (laughs) Right. I could never figure out anything. And so it's so great now to be able to do it full time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, do, do you think there's something as we get older to really looking back and going, well, that's what I'm really supposed to be doing. That's yeah. what has been in you know my heart and soul since I was a kid. Totally. So yeah. that's, it's inspirational that you're following that and you're following what you're, I mean, you Thanks. have this calling and this. It feels good now that it's kind of working out a little. <laughs> I'm sure my mom is relieved. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I know that Panda's supportive, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> parents and yeah, so you've had it an awesome year so far. I mean, you've had an awesome, you know, journey, but yeah. especially, I mean, you've just been so busy and yeah. you've, you've been winning awards left and right. I mean, you know, over the years, but, um, so, but you know, you have, you won the 2012 mountain stage new song contest, mm-hmm. Chris Austin songwriter contest, Smoky yeah. mountains. So I know you were just in Gatlinburg. Was it last year? This past, um, last that year? was the Merle fest okay. in North okay. Carolina. Okay. Yeah, last April. And then I did the uh, Rocky Mountain Folks Festival yep. in Telluride mm-hmm. uh, Troubadour competition and okay. won first place at Merle Fest and it was so amazing, so much fun just it, to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, it's 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 amazing. It's you know, I and I follow all of I follow your journey through this and, and the pictures that are popping up and I'm going yes, you know, and it's it's these all these songwriter awards that you're receiving and just it the feels good to be recognized as a songwriter because I feel like singing is like one of the easiest things for me to do it always has been mm-hmm. and so I've worked really hard at playing guitar and writing songs it's it's nice to be recognized for that mm-hmm. well you start you started kind of tinkering with music at 15 yeah so started you- playing guitar at 15 mm-hmm. was always putting on weird shows and <laughs> singing <laughs> So really, you've had an early start um, as as a kid. And then, I mean, when I think of you, I always think of you as really one of the first women um, within our area, even Oklahoma City and and, in the Oklahoma area, to just really pave the way for other women. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know there's a handful. It's funny because I told that to Wanda Jackson last night. (laughs) I did. I thanked her for stepping out of her. She she said when uh, Elvis first asked her to record rock and roll, and she was like, I don't... 
I don't know if I can do this. And I'm a girl is what she said. And I'm mm-hmm. like, especially back in the fifties. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm sure that was amazing to play with her and oh you're on the, gosh. on the, on stage with her. Yesterday. Pretty much the best night, night ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love that. She's like, she lives in my city, you know, she's such a legend and, and an Okie. Mm-hmm. So, well, so and really for, I will say our generation, we're about the same age, mm-hmm. we're mid thirties. Yeah. And, um, but really, yeah, you, you've been, um, really pioneering especially in i know in oklahoma city and the music scene um yeah you've been pioneering the way for other women and really inspiring other women and just to touch on i mean i know we'll we'll probably talk more about it but you just um, founded the rock and roll camp for girls in oklahoma city and so not only have you inspired um other women even my age and you know like your peers but younger girls and and girls who are really so much fun oh I love it so tell us about rock and roll camp for girls so um this is our we just had our second summer camp and I got um kind of tied to the rock and roll camp for girls program in 2006 I went to Portland Oregon which is the original camp and it's so awesome Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I met some girls there that have a band called Raining Jane and became good friends with them and they started the camp in Los Angeles so I went and spent um, two weeks volunteering at their camp and just really thought so much about what my life would have been like growing up in Oklahoma and having that at eight or ten or seventeen um and so we just decided to start it, and I got some friends together, and we somehow managed to pull it off twice. <laughs> We're now a, um, a nonprofit 501c3 uh, all-female volunteer-based organization that empowers girls through music. Mm-hmm. So this year we had 50 girls between the ages of 8 and 17 that came and learned instruments. They form bands, and they write a song together and play this year we did two showcases. They played probably for about 600 people, I would guess. Oh, wow. Not bad for your first gig. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Setting the ads like, well, girls, <laughs> yeah. this may not yeah. sit forever on the next gig. Yeah. But, yeah. It's a That's lot of fun. Awesome. And it does it does affect the women, too, the volunteers. We had almost 40 female local women. Some of them were musicians. Some of them were not. And it's so cool to have that group, support group of women who kind of all have each other's backs and are try to... We try to teach the girls to um, empower each other and to build each other up instead of breaking each other down, which girls can do, as we know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like you get so much more accomplished when you have a team of awesome people around you rather than just going around town trash talking and not accomplishing anything so yeah absolutely and I think it is important for women to really understand that and young girls to understand yeah. that you know we can we can powerful together yeah. you know there's there's definitely yeah. that camaraderie and um, that common thread that we us together as women so totally I, yeah. I, I appreciate you um, doing that as part of our, of our community and thank you city community. I get probably more out of it than anyone does <laughs> <laughs> well and, and you've had I've heard a lot about it this year yeah. Um, Toby Coleman, we visited with that. Yeah. She just put on Amp Fest, she's but she, awesome. oh man, she had some. That's one of the really cool things that's come from Rock Camp is um, the things that the volunteers have started since then. Like it, it empowers them to start their own things. Hannah Royce um, started Confidence Con, and it's such a cool thing that she does in the spring. And then Toby started Amp Fest, and I love to see those things that are popping up because of what we do at Rock Camp. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so also you've been um, touring Europe this year. Yes. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that because that you it's said that so was your first tour of Europe. Yeah, I've been. Um, so 
Last February, through Horton Records and the Oklahoma Room, um, Oklahoma Film and Music Commission, and a lot of the people that support us, got together and um, sent, I think there were 20 Oklahoma musicians to Kansas City mm-hmm. excuse me, for Folk Alliance. Um, and when I when I got there, I was half-joking, saying, more France, less Kansas. It was kind of my <laughs> mantra. <laughs> I think I'd been traveling in Kansas a lot. I was kind of over it. Yep. But um, nothing against Kansas. I love Kansas. <laughs> uh, so I ended up meeting a guy named Bert Pipers that... Um, has a company called Continental Record Services out of the Netherlands, and he decided to um, pick up my new album, Wilder Side, and release it in Europe, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And the plan, the original plan was for me and John Calvin Abney to and Dan Martin to go on our first tour in Europe February of 2017. And I was like, oh, that's great. It gives me a year to plan. And um, and then they released my album in the spring, and it started doing really, really well, which I'm so grateful for. And was on the Euro Americana charts for five months. And so my first tour in the Netherlands was in June. And then I went back and toured Italy in July and then just got back from the Netherlands with a group of guys from Tulsa, Paul Benjamin and uh, Bo Robertson and Jesse Acock and Patty Ryan and uh, Aaron Baylor. And we just had a really great time playing in Holland. And then I go back in December. I actually, it's something I never thought I would do, but I recorded a Christmas album with that's a Dutch what I band. Heard. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it turned out really fun. We, um, we each kind of chose songs that meant something to us, and then I wrote an original called Christmas in Oklahoma that's oh. um, going to be on it. And so I go back in December right before Christmas to do a Christmas tour. And then I'll be back in February with John Calvin Abney and Dan Martin for the original tour. So, oh, my gosh. So you have yeah. a lot of Europe in your future right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it, yeah. especially the Italy parts. <laughs> like yep. Good food. And, no, it's so cool that um, for whatever awesome reason people – in Europe love music that's coming out of Oklahoma. It's so crazy how many people come up and say, I want to go to Okima. And I'm like, no. (laughs) I'll I'll take you to other places. There's some beautiful places. And I get it. (laughs) Woody Guthrie. Um, But yeah, it kind of blows my mind that they almost have this romanticized version of I guess covered wagons and yeah, yeah. TPs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, those stereotypes. <laughs> well, that's it's pretty incredible to talk um, about how you know you're really taking um, Oklahoma music outwards and, and into the world. And we were talking to Levi about that, and um, it's refreshing to hear about uh, you know Oklahoma artists being received so well. Yeah. And, Oklahoma music being received well. Yes. So um, it was really cool. So what are you most looking forward to in some of your European travels this year and in 2017? Um, you know, I hope that I get to just keep going back and going to different places. I think there's um, talk of a UK-Ireland tour in April, maybe, and that would be really great. I love to travel. I always have, so it's kind of the perfect job, especially when I get to go to beautiful exotic places yeah and don't you think there's something about experiencing a town or a city through the music I mean through playing venues and sure it really integrates you into a local scene I mean you're not just doing the touristy things which can be wonderful but at the same time you're really able to kind of connect with yeah I've gotten to know people I feel like you know I have my band in Oklahoma City and I now have a Dutch band that (laughs) backs me up when I'm there and it's really cool and they've become good friends and Mm-hmm. It's so strange. I never thought that I would 
you know, have those connections and those friendships, and it's really great. Well, you've been named as the queen of Oklahoma. No, so I and named I, myself that. <laughs> Let's be real. Well, it's stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> and so, and, and really, you've been playing, um, you know, 220 annually shows averaged a year. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, so about annually, right. which means annually. Not good at math. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you've been playing a ton of shows. Yeah. Even, um, yeah, in, in the country and out of the country. Um, you have your signature red boots. Yes. That, that, tell us about, what what do these mean to you? I have um, I have a problem now. I have like <laughs> 14 <laughs> pairs of red boots. But um, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago, my mom gave me a pair, actually just like the ones I'm wearing now, mm-hmm. that were a vintage um, pair of Nakonas, and they were red, and they had black flames on them, and she bought them from a friend of hers, and she just said, I thought you might like these, and I'd never even really worn cowboy boots that much, and I just, they fit so well and were so comfortable. I wore them until they were like, trashed. <laughs> like, you couldn't even wear them anymore. And I actually found a pair exactly like them at Bone Dust in Oklahoma City oh, last nice. year before our first rock camp, and I was like, oh, this is meant to be. It's like having my old blanket back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of become a thing now. And It's almost serendipitous. It's yeah. like you're supposed to always have. And I have a, I feel weird playing, like, in a regular pair of shoes or barefoot. I don't for some reason, like, I guess being able to, like, stomp my foot gives makes me feel a little more powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so. love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so tell me a little bit about um, what you, especially working with younger girls and, and being a mentor to these younger girls, what are some things that you're wanting to pass on to, um, to maybe starting artists, younger artists? Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, especially being a seasoned artist at this point. You know, I... I I want girls to be able to um, take chances and to say yes to things. Um, we kind of realized this year at camp, I had several volunteers come up to me and say things like, oh, I was, well, all I wanted to be was a dancer when I grow up. And somebody told me that I was too fat to wear a leotard or something like that. Or somebody told me that I wasn't good enough to sing or, um, and it's one thing that we really try to push at camp is this just one person's opinion. And and a lot of times it's an adult giving their opinion to a child who might suck at something at the time. But, you know, you've got to suck at first and then you eventually get good at something. <laughs> um, I don't know. I got cut from the choir in the eighth grade. And I think I've been thinking about it a lot because of all that stuff that came up at camp about people giving up because of what one person told them. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, I probably could have just quit singing and I didn't and you know I probably did suck when I was in the eighth grade I probably wasn't very good Um, but that made me decide that I wanted to learn how to play guitar because I didn't want to have to rely on anyone else to do what made me happy Mm -hmm. um so yeah that I think girls have a lot of pressure to to live the standard life to get married and have kids and and think it's totally okay if that's not the path that you want to take then then don't do your own thing yeah you know, do, do whatever makes you happy and especially yeah. I think where we live I mean Oklahoma there is still a lot of that pressure of what you know a girl's life or a woman's life is supposed to yeah, look like sure. so um, yeah. again that's why I think that you following your purpose and and your music is just that's inspirational thank to, you yeah thanks absolutely I feel and really I, lucky that I get to do it so yeah. and I love hearing that you know the choir story because you hear these stories from these artists mm-hmm. and and they all have this you know um, commonality of 
hey, like somebody told me that I sucked when I was in eighth grade, you know, and then it's like, and look at me now. I mean, you are the queen of Oklahoma now. And so it's like, you can, you know, but also you, you are, you're, you're letting these girls know that, you know, that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and to take chances to try new things, to try things that make you a little bit uncomfortable because you never know. This is the coolest thing about camp is most of these girls have never played these instruments before and they find out what instrument they're playing Monday morning. So by the end of it, it's so amazing to see a 10 year old that's just killing a drum set and she's never played before. You know, so I think that shows them that, you know, if you can accomplish something that big in one week, think of what you can accomplish in, you know, the your childhood or, or your adulthood even. Yeah. yeah. You, I yeah. mean, we never stop growing. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> what, will you do the camp next year? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. But. Yeah. We have, you know, it's, it's kind of blown up and, and become really popular and I'm so happy about that. We weren't even able to get all of the girls that applied in last year just because of space issues. And, um, so I would love to get it to the point where maybe we have a session in Tulsa and a session in Oklahoma city. And I think we'll get there. It's, Growing, it's also been hard to focus on that after camp because I immediately left, and mm-hmm. I think I've been in Oklahoma City two days since then. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. You, I know. I'm happy to. That's why I'm grateful to catch you yeah. here because I'm thinking I probably won't catch her back <laughs> in, in Oklahoma. Um, so, talking about uh, these younger kids, um, what is one of the first albums you remember buying or receiving when you were a kid, and is that banner <laughs> artist an ongoing influence for you? Oh my gosh, this is good. <laughs> no, I remember getting a CD player for. Like, I don't know, mid-80s. It was like when they first came out and the little boom box was all the rage. And I got two CDs for my birthday and they were Billy Ray Cyrus uh-huh. and Criss Cross. Uh-huh. Yep. So not influenced by those at all. It's really young. They've been carried into your, your Christmas album. Right. <laughs> uh, my dad had a big record collection, though, vinyl. And um, there was a certain age where he let me like move it up to my room in my closet. And I, I found a lot of music through that. And, um, I think one of the biggest ones that has kind of recently come back and made me realize how much I love is Emmylou Harris Mm -hmm. and the, the old stuff, the uh, Emmylou Harris and the hot band and luxury liner and that stuff, like that old honky tonk kind of what I grew up on. And I still really love Graham Parsons and Bonnie Raitt remember like jamming to Bonnie Ray in the back of my mom's Volvo carpool. Yeah, you know? yep, absolutely. Yeah. We grew up in the same era. Yeah. <laughs> so with all your travels, what are three things that you take with you to Europe and even the States? What do you hmm. always have to have, which I'm, 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 we may be able to answer the red boots for one of them. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that's a given. That's a that's given. A given. <laughs> and that could be depending on how many pairs I'm allowed to take. That's right. <laughs> take up all three. No, that would definitely be the first one. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting feel like I'm getting a little better at traveling overseas. The first time I went um, the summer in June and toured, I played a handful of shows in the Netherlands and then a handful in England. And when I was in England, I was on my own and I had a giant suitcase that weighed 50 pounds and and my guitar that I learned later weighed 17 pounds. <laughs> I'm not that big of a person. So like getting off in the subway in London and like looking up at the biggest staircase ever and just having to go for it. And the whole time I'm like, never again. Never again. <laughs> so I've actually been borrowing a guitar so I don't have to deal with that. Um, what do I like to take? I love books. So I always have multiple books on me, which adds to the 50 pound case, but it's worth it. Cause you still do paper books. You don't. Yeah, do, yeah. I do. I, do I don't know. I, I haven't really even tried the digital kind, but it just doesn't sound like 
Plus, I like to read in a bathtub when I get that opportunity, and I just electrocute <laughs> myself. Right, so. electronics and yeah. water does not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seem, seem like it works. So, boots, <laughs> books, what else? Um, I like dresses. I hate wearing pants because they're uncomfortable. So, <laughs> so maybe just an array of, of dresses. Yeah. You and my daughter would get along perfectly. <laughs> we have a lot of princess dresses. Yeah. <laughs> She's our... more comfortable. Um, Allie Harder is going to kill me for saying this, but she just taught me the... Um, the word safety shorts. Mm-hmm. She has a, da- a five-year-old daughter, Bonnie, who loves to wear dresses, but she's five and likes to do somersaults. And so she always wears a pair of shorts underneath them. And I think it's genius because you can wear a dress and not have to act like a lady. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I know. I, her, her daughter's uh, adorable. Oh I follow God. all of everything about Bonnie. Our daughters are only a year apart. Yeah. And so it's, you she's know, it's really fun. <laughs> she has a, a podcast. Have you heard it? No. With her dad. Oh. It's supposed to be great. I haven't got to listen to it yet. But I, I just I saw her a couple weeks ago. I can't believe. I, I didn't know about it until recently, <laughs> but apparently it's a lot of like fart jokes and. Uh, we'll have to cross Bonnie. promote. We'll <laughs> yeah. Maybe we need yeah. to cross promote on she this. Team yeah. Up. Yeah, yeah, we will. <laughs> well, of course, I can't wait. I, I, you know, of course, she's on my list of uh, I want to have her on. And, she's a good girl. She, uh, Allie, was one of our volunteers at camp both years, teaching guitar, and really cool to have her there. Well, and she's another one that I think, um, alongside you, you guys really, you know, yeah. you've been you've been doing music for a long time and, and you, you inspire other women and, you know, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So, um, where can have the Christmas album will come out? Yeah. uh, I think November 7th in Europe and I've got to figure out, uh, probably soon. (laughs) Um, I think what we're going to do is a pre-order of it in the U S because it won't officially be released in the United States. Um, there's also a compilation album that they've released in Europe of, songs off my previous records um, that's called Queen of Oklahoma and I'll also do a pre-order for that probably at the same time so soon that will be up Um, my website's cartersampson.net and I'll have info on there and social media Twitter and all that (laughs) all that fun stuff that is a full time job in itself (laughs) totally (laughs) well Carter thank you so much for sitting down with me it's It's good to talk to you absolutely thanks so much I just I can't wait to hear about your travels and to to hear the Christmas album I love Christmas albums so (laughs) it'll be um, I will be pre-ordering that yay (laughs) thank you thanks so much Carter Great to have you here. It's Thank you. to sit down with you and catch you at Americana Fest. Yeah, it's, it's been really fun. How's your experience and your week been? Oh, it's been kind of crazy. It's just been a lot of like early mornings and late nights, but it's been a lot of fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same. I keep, you know, we keep talking to people and you're like, yeah, we're pretty tired. Yeah, yeah you need to bank on the sleep before you get here, you know? <laughs> right, store up. But, but yeah, it's nice. It's been It's been a lot of fun. It's, you know... I get this last year. I've gotten to come up to Nashville quite a bit to hang out, and and so it feels like just being with friends, you know. So it's it's fun. Well, you've been traveling quite a bit with your music. This yes, year. I have. I've been pretty much on the road nonstop. <laughs> yeah, yep. because I, I, you know, I'll try to catch you for something if you come to Oklahoma City, and I'm uh-huh. like, he's not here very much. No. <laughs> he's gone. No, just a couple <laughs> times a year. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been nice. You know, I like staying busy, and and um, I'm actually taking a big break this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, just 
decided I needed some time to kind of reflect on the last year and, and, and do some writing and stuff and work on the next project. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it took, it, it took a minute to make that decision because it's so hard to pull yourself off the road whenever you're going at it, but, but I need it. So what, what is, uh, one of your favorite places that you've been this year? What is my favorite place? Well, like venue or city? Uh, either. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, we all, I think, I think we're like uh, plugged with um, this sort of love for New York Uh from an early age, just from it's like in every movie we've ever seen, you Uh know. So I love going to New York, but, um, you know, the gigs that I play there are pretty small, you know. But um, as far as venues go and 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 cool shows, um, there's this little dive bar in Mobile, Alabama called Callahan's and Moreland has played there countless times. Um, I mean, everybody under the sun has played there. Jason Isbell's played there. And it's just this, like, it doesn't even have a stage. It's just a room about the size of this room. And um, it just has this magic to it. And the people there are just super into it. Whatever it is, they're just into it. Um, And it's just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can't really explain it other than that. It's just so much fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, you... um you have, you're being recognized as one of Oklahoma's top Americana singer-songwriters, and you just signed with Music Road Records in 2015. I did, yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about what that's been like for you, um, signing with you know, the record company. And- it's been good. It's been really great. I mean, I, you know, I think everybody, every music, musician um, dreams of having a team of people you know, on their side, and, and like, um, that, was, that was a real big awesome thing to gain but then the minute i that happened it was just about um getting the work done you know and and so um and and music road has just been super super helpful and jimmy's been awesome and, and they're also really laid back they don't put any too too like they don't put too much pressure on you you know to like do something very specific they let you kind of be yourself mm-hmm. and um it's just been great it's been really great yeah very cool yeah well, um, I'm going to just ask you, just a, mm-hmm. what is a song that you've written that holds extra significance to you and why? So it can be on the current record or past record? Or- um, you know, I just wrote this new song, um, it, this new song called My Finest Hour that um, is like sort of like already becoming... It's the first song I've written for this next album, and it it it's the corner post. Like I feel like it's the one that I'm basing all the other songs off of, and 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 developing this this record. That you know I um, I I don't think I'll ever get too far away from roots to not be really exactly who I've been so far. Mm-hmm. But I, I have this real interest in pursuing. Um, a little more of of who I am in this next record, and 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 kind of venturing into the R and B and soul um, aspect of myself, and and that's really what I'm trying to accomplish on this next record. And so, mm-hmm. so so yeah, I'm super pumped about that song because it it feels it feels like the 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 songs that I want to make for the next record. So right, okay. Yeah. So you're giving us a little bit of a teaser for yeah. what's to come. Tell us about what what we can expect. With well, the- you know, I'm going to be playing. You know, Kyle Reed. Mm-hmm who's a good friend. He's an Oklahoma musician and, um, he's moved to Kansas city just recently and he's sort of a tinkerer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he and I have been sort of messing around with some synthesizer stuff lately that is just way outside of my wheelhouse and like <laughs> drum machines and things like this. And I'm not, I'm not trying, like I said, I'm not trying to like go way to, 
to the left of where I'm at now. But but to, it's exciting to kind of, um, you know, get into a new plane and adventure a little bit and kind of explore what kind of stuff we can come up with. And I've, I've always felt that, that that's the music that really connects to me, you know, soul music and R&B, anything with a groove. Um, that's the songs that I write that really attract people you know, to the record and stuff. So I'm just really going to give into that. I'm just going to let it all be that, you know, just let it ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. great. So. Well, and since you have been touring quite a bit, um, tell us, and especially being at Americana Fest right now, mm-hmm. o- Oklahoma music and songwriters are such a, a big piece of this festival. So yes. tell us a little bit about your experience of <clears throat> taking Oklahoma music out because that's, I mean, you're, you're going everywhere right yeah. now. And so tell us a little bit about what that's like for you of being an Oklahoma songwriter and, and venturing out to different spots and places. Well, I think it is, um, every Oklahoman's duty to, and I'm putting a lot of pressure on people here, <laughs> That's all right. but I think it's, it's every Oklahoma, <laughs> I think it's every Oklahoman's duty. If you care about the state and you consider yourself, um, you know, part of the culture there to, to really investigate what's going on musically, because we are very much recognized outside of the state. I mean, you go somewhere and the minute you say I'm an Oklahoma songwriter, you just automatically have some sort of um, weight to that. And, and, and that's from guys way before us, you know. And so there's a, there's a level of responsibility, I guess, mm-hmm. where you feel like you got to represent. But then also it's just you're met with open arms and you're kind of respected just because they're like, oh, I, you know, you're Oklahoma songwriter. You must be good, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, it's really great. You know, it's a lot of it's a it's a big source of pride, mm-hmm. I think, for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. You know, um, all the guys that are here this week that 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 are representing are representing Oklahoma. They're just they're super proud to be Oklahoman. So and we all gang together, you know. Well, that's refreshing to hear because I know, you know, we face a lot of challenges in our music scene yeah. and, and we face a lot of um, wonderful, you know, successes as well. But yeah. it's, yeah, but that's really cool to hear about that's, you know, your experience of going out and getting that kind of feedback. Yeah, it's just really nice. And it's it's everywhere. I mean, it's from Boston to Seattle to L.A. I mean, it's like everybody, if, you know, if you're in the know, you know some Oklahoma songwriter that's touched your life somehow, and mm-hmm. especially guys like Moreland and. And J.D. McPherson and, and Parker Millsap, you know, they're really, really getting a lot of reach. Mm-hmm. And so the, the spotlight's on. Mm-hmm. And so it's good that, that we've got a lot of talent to, to shine on. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, anything else coming up for you in 2017 or anything you're looking forward to? I'm super pumped about going overseas. I've never been overseas and not even to vacation. So um, we're going to Netherlands mm-hmm. and Spain mm-hmm. uh, in March and April. And uh, we might we might pull in uh, maybe the UK or something in there too. But but um, yeah, I'm super pumped about that. And, and just, just next year in general, I feel like that's kind of – um, I'm, my focus is already on 2017 and what what's to come, and um, uh, so yeah, it's it's exciting. Well, tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can find your record and um, social media and all that good stuff. Yeah, you can find me uh, online at uh, www.leviparham.com. Um, it's also, you know, on the on the old Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. <laughs> the Book of Faces. Oh, the Book of Faces. <laughs> Wonderful place. Well, good. Well, we look forward to seeing more from you. And thank, thank you, you for sitting down with me today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely.
have you here. Thank you, Jennifer. It's so good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And we're here at Americana Fest, and you just played a showcase at the Studio Oklahoma um, party. Yeah. So tell us about your experience so far. You just got in last night. Oh, yeah. It's great. This is such a great festival, and I love that finally um, there's really a big Oklahoma presence Mm -hmm. here at this conference and festival because it hasn't always been that way at all. There's just been a, you know, a couple of us here. So so you've been a part of Americana Fest in the past. Tell us about kind of your experience with Um, the festival. Really, you know, I came as a conference goer to just uh, find out more about the business that I was, you know, green in, you know, really green and wanted to learn about. And so I did all the panels and, you know, went out and heard all the, the music that I, you know, could get to see and, here and then um that wednesday night show is amazing mm-hmm. it's always great and i missed it this year but um I, we did too it's always been great <laughs> we were really sad about that no, yeah <laughs> it's really something to see i mean that alone is yeah worth the ticket price yeah so well you you're a, a songwriter who and recently um well you've you've been praised for your songwriting but you have you placed in the 10 best Route 66 Road Songs. Tell us about that award and yeah. kind of what that was like. Well, it, it's not really an award. It's just um, American Profile is a magazine. It's online, and I think, I guess, there's also a hard copy. And, and um, uh, um, the musician, David Sanger, uh, chose 10 of his favorite Route 66 Road Songs uh-huh. and uh, just highlighted, like, you know, it was um, uh, taking care I mean, uh, the Eagles... I'm going down the street, Winslow, Arizona, that one. And then, uh-huh. uh, you know, Route 66, Bobby Troop's song. And, uh, you know, anyway, yeah, there's a Chuck Berry on there, Roger Miller, that he chose. And then he chose one of mine. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. was really nice. Yeah. So, uh, and it's called The Bad Roads of Oklahoma. So I, I don't know that that's, uh, there are bad roads everywhere, but there are sometimes bad roads in Oklahoma. And that's <laughs> just a long, long song about riding the bad roads of Oklahoma. Well, tell us about 2016 for you. What has this year brought for you? What have been some of your highs and what have been some of your lows? Oh, God. 2016. Um, well, this is a high. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, going. I did a tour, tour in Europe and um, England and France and uh, Spain and Holland and Switzerland and did that in the spring. And um, I've got a new record coming out next month with my band, The Bella Council, with Randy Coyne and Bob French and um, Folk Alliance that um, I was honored to be a part of the Oklahoma Room in February. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, and just playing, playing. I mean, writing songs and just playing, getting out and playing every week. And I've been really busy and playing about five to ten gigs a week. So that's just great playing and you said you're you're living in norman currently uh-huh. but yeah. you've lived in tulsa and okima yeah. and so are you uh playing a lot in norman oklahoma city tulsa or are you uh traveling quite a bit with no right now um uh, my, my mom is elderly and i like to be real close to her she's in tulsa so i go back and forth to tulsa several times a week and and see her and um and just really play around this region right now mm-hmm. this this area oklahoma city norman tulsa um and playing with a lot of great musicians and uh, started playing upright bass. So that's been a lot of fun to learn this new instrument and learn a whole different perspective of music Yeah. in that way. So that's been, that's been cool. And Carl Amburn helped produce this new record and he's really great. He's out of Norman, an engineer, mm-hmm. 
producer out of Norman, and uh, so that's been a lot of fun doing that. Well, tell us about your new record. Tell us what it, it means to you as you know, as a growing songwriter, and con- you're, everybody's continuously evolving. So I, I want to know what mark this is for you with this album. Is there? Yeah, God, this might be my seventh record, mm-hmm. and um, it's called Spin. Mm-hmm. And they're actually, I'm just doing an EP, and then I'll do the full length um, LP long play um in the spring but uh five songs i wrote and uh gosh what do i have to say about it i mean well this is the full band so this is my trio me playing upright and keys and and um on it guitar but uh yeah just getting the the latest songs out so i can sometimes it's hard to concentrate when you do everything yourself independently then um it's hard to you know start writing new songs when I've got these that I want to get out mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I mean why, sometimes I think why do I do this it's crazy <laughs> it's really insane you know why you know and and I think I have a hard time obviously I'm a blabbering idiot you know talking so it's, it's a way for me to compose compose thoughts and get songs out there and it's fun to you know uh, communicate in that way well, I'm enjoying and, our conversation. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's quite I lovely. Music. I mean, music is a spiritual thing for me. Music is just, I mean, it is a spiritual thing. Yes. And it breaks through. I mean, it just makes everything better. If I didn't have I just wouldn't want to live life, I hate to say it, if I didn't have music. And, I mean, a lot of times, and it's, it's a God thing. It's a God-given thing. And, and so I really treasure it. There's so. a quote, without music, life would not be fair. And I have to agree, I no, think. Not <laughs> we both agree. Yeah. <laughs> so can you shed some light into some of the content of your new record? Um, what are some things that you've, you're going to share with us as far as uh, what have you been writing about and what, you well, know. Can I show you the cover? Yes, I would love and to see the cover. And Papa, Michael Steed, uh-huh. did the artwork and oh. just totally created, uh, recreated the vision I had for it. Um, which represents three of the songs on the on the record, um, and he's Michael Steed works is out of Tulsa, and he used to he's a great drummer, and we used to play together. Mm-hmm. But um, there's I have a song called The Hawk and the Squirrel, oh. and um, so there's the hawk, mm-hmm. and then I have a song called Old Glory, and so there's the the flag that sort of represents Old Glory, and then the third song on the record is called Spin, mm-hmm. which in this day of political you know presidential elections and just all i just don't believe anything i hear mm-hmm. if i haven't experienced it i don't believe it you know and there's so much there's so much out there right yeah, now yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah. so and it's all just kind of spin you know yeah so just to create our own thing and and use that as a vehicle but i like um, and i so for since this is an audio interview for our listeners um Tell us, there's the hawk on your on. It's part of one of your songs, but like it's bold and you know, especially visually. I really, you know, I like the visual on on the record. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, tell us a little yeah. bit about because your hawk is first and foremost on that on that visual. So, is that one of the songs that um, is most meaningful to you? Or tell, us, <laughs> tell me about. Some yeah, in fact, all the songs sort of fit into that theme. Mm-hmm. I did something I shouldn't have done, and I went through an experience that I knew better than to do. And as I was going through it, I looked out at my back window, and there was this big hawk with a squirrel in his talons. Mm. And, um, and um, you know, I really felt like I'm a real squirrel sometimes. You know, you just, I don't know. And I now I don't know if, who's the hawk, who's the squirrel, but... Mm-hmm. 
sometimes we <laughs> take turns in life, don't we? Exactly. And it's just one big feast that we all are part of that goes towards the one thing. And, you know, you got to be smart. And, you know, sometimes you're not smart, but still you play a part of it. So yeah. I guess that's sort of it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, you know, you do this and you throw it out there and you don't know. I don't understand any of it. It's all a mystery to me anyway. But there's an intuition there as well, is that, you know, if, if, especially if you're going through experiences and you kind of see these images and you hear different things that really fit and, you know, are true to you. So I, I think that's that's kind of what I'm hearing, especially with the hawk and um, you have the flag. And, you know, there's it sounds like um, it's some of the songs on your record that are going to come out have been really resonating with not only what's going on in our world climate, but obviously with some things going on with you. Yeah, personal and, and yeah, political and social. And Do you have a social media? And, again, any way online that people, listeners can find you? Yeah, it's okay. all on SusanHerna.com and um, Susan Herna Music at Facebook. And I join Instagram and Twitter, and I'm there, and then I realize, oh, you know what? I don't want to do any of that. It is just, you need, I mean, I need 10 personal assistants to do all this and I'm just me and myself. So That's it's like, right. I can only do the best I can do. So, Well, it's wonderful visiting with you yeah, today good to, good to, talk to, to catch guys. up with you. And nice we look you. forward to hearing more from you. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, my pleasure. Thank you for sitting down with me. And um, so I have a few notes here, and I have a okay. few notes here, so I'll be kind of going back and forth. But um, how has your week been at Americana Fest so far? Well, good. Started off doing a you know a panel on Woody Guthrie, one of our favorite Okies, yep. Oklahomans, uh-huh. and so it's all you know been good since then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you have you are, you have such a rich, long history with songwriting and being an artist, and um, so tell us a little bit about even just the last few years, what things have been looking like for you, and um, what it has brought to your career. Well, you know, I've been doing a lot. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I have a little studio in Austin, so matter of fact, I just did um, Levi's new record, Levi Parm, that's here today mm-hmm. down there. So that's part of my enjoyment in the last years is you know helping other artists younger artists like him mm-hmm. <clears throat> since i've done it so many years so uh yeah. but yeah just as long as i'm involved with something musical it's i don't feel like i have to be out playing all the time or be on stage so you know it's a little more behind the scenes stuff i've been doing lately so you've been really taking on the producing role and yeah i like yeah. that yeah yeah absolutely and uh and like i say i play enough matter of fact coming up i'm going back over to holland here in the end of next month and so i do enough to you know feel good about my live performance stuff and then i just delve into other things of musical value these days yeah so you have europe coming up mm-hmm. tell us about the tour well it's a mainly just tour of holland i go okay. over to holland uh nearly every year sometimes i do a little bit of england or italy but this is just about a week or so and Holland is just uh, years ago I established kind of a, a career there you know and I just have a lot of fans there so it's wow. almost I'm almost obligated to go over there and, you know because I love the country anyway and then uh, go over there once a year and kind of you know do a tour yeah absolutely well you've you've had you've had much praise over the years I have all my notes of your praise um (laughs) so I don't even know if I can name everything um but you have um 
I mean, you've done so much. First of all, one of my favorite notes I have here is you got to do a duet with one of your musical heroes, Bruce Springsteen, yeah. which is really, really cool. Not that that's not one of the awards or praises, but yeah, just that might have been the highlight of my yeah. know, musical, you know, because it was really cool. He he was in Dallas at the Verizon Amphitheater, and uh, and his uh, they called and said, "Hey, Bruce wants to know if you want to come to the show." And it was his solo tour, so I, I went and hung out with him for about three hours, like in a kind of a green room like this and we talked a lot about Woody Guthrie and mm-hmm. so we actually ended up doing Oklahoma Hills oh, it's the song yeah we're, we're working on one of his and he goes hey you know what let's do Oklahoma Hills so you know we just did it and, yeah uh, that was cool was that yeah. surreal for you yeah, it was kind of surreal yeah <laughs> it was just me and him and two acoustic guitars and a arena full of people and uh, so yeah that definitely was a, a big highlight of my uh, musical existence on the planet it was, to, to get to meet Bruce and hang out with him that long. And, mm-hmm. and I'd met him briefly a couple of times before, mm-hmm. but that was like a, my whole afternoon with Bruce and he gets to sing a song. So. Oh, yeah. I just got to hang out with Bruce, the <laughs> boss. You know? <laughs> That's so cool. That's that. Yeah, that would be a, a highlight for yeah. sure. Um, and you've also been able to um, p- uh, pay tribute to Woody Guthrie through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, in Cleveland. So tell us a little bit about how you got to, to do that. Yeah, well, down in Austin many, many years ago, we we were doing a little bitty uh, kind of a Woody Guthrie hoot night there once a year. And uh, and then this little label down there called Deja Disc Records put out kind of an Austin tribute, to, uh, Austin musician tribute to Woody, and his daughter Nora got wind of it and really enjoyed my version of Oklahoma Hills again, and so she wrote me a personal letter. And then oh. when she, uh, Woody was inducted into the Rockwell Hall of Fame, she asked if I'd come up and be part of the whole festivities. So that was another, another you know, very memorable moment. Matter of fact, I just saw. There's a book called Blue Highway, Blue Guitar Highway by a gentleman named Paul Metzen. I picked it up the other day because he was there at that particular show, and he knew the Guthrie family too. But I noticed in that uh, that book is a great picture of me and Bruce, and but you know all these other people standing on John Cougar and just all these people up for the big grand finale, singing along at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. So yeah, that that was another very memorable uh, moment. And you know I was laughing with somebody the other day. It's you guys are too young to probably remember this, but there's a Woody Allen movie called Zalig, and it's about kind of a guy that was just always in, the whole premise of the movie, you know, he's always in, like, everything. Like, you know, you go to a Bruce Springsteen concert, there he is standing <laughs> over, like, with Bruce, or they're, like, doing, you know. Yeah, so yep. my my whole thing's, you know, I've had several little moments like that where I think people go, like, how, what? You know, because I saw someone a few days after that Springsteen concert. I was playing kind of down the hill country, a little kind of a honky tonk mm-hmm. bar thing, and uh, he was like, "I don't get it. I I just saw you with Bruce Springsteen. You like, and now you're like, what are you doing here in this tavern playing for all these? You know, I go, well, you know, I go, I'm kind of obscurely famous. I go, you know, but the thing about obscurity is it never goes out of style. You know, like <laughs> you know, like Boy George, where you're like this huge star, and then you're just like. So that's right. So, yep, it never gets old. Yeah. For sometime along that time period, too, one year that I had filmed a, a TV commercial and also one of those We Don't Take American Express. Uh-huh. And so I was kind of in in that for a few, you know, only probably like 20 seconds. I didn't even have a speaker, I was just playing my guitar. Uh-huh. And that was the year of the Olympics and the Super Bowl. They used that commercial. Uh-huh. So it's the same thing. It's like, I can't even turn on my TV like you're on the Super Bowl. You're on the, <laughs> there you and, you know, are. and then and then they see you like you know hanging out at the, the local restaurant. They can't, you know. I think it twists people's mind a little bit. Those kind of brushes with 
that whole other world of uh, fame, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you have. I mean, you have been so many different places. You've done a lot of different. Yeah, things. a lot of different things. So it's, you just end up in strange situations. You know? <laughs> so well, they're good stories to tell. But you know, but most I'm like all other oaky bass songwriters, although I haven't lived there a long time. But you know, we're just out every night playing different kind of venues you know and the, mm-hmm. especially what they call this Americana music world now it's like one night you may be playing a really big festival and the next night you're playing you know these house concerts that have really become very popular around the country now yeah and they become a, like a real good bread and butter for people like Levi that are traveling a lot in their car just because you know some couples will have them like on a Tuesday night you know mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock and they'll invite 60 of their friends over and they get you down the road to the next Real gig, you know. So see some gas money. And so yeah, that is, so it's really yeah, an interesting absolutely. world of music, you know, the Americana world because it just transcends a lot of different things, you know. Yeah, and because and you've been a musician and artist for a long time, so it's probably um, interesting to see some of these things evolve and come up, and especially for Oklahoma music. What can you touch a little bit on that of how you've seen Oklahoma music, the Oklahoma music scene evolved, and then some of the challenges we still face and kind of. Yeah, because, I mean, for such a small state, you know, population-wise, it's contributed such a huge amount of music to the canon of American, I mean, even just in popular country with Reba and Garth and Vince Gill and, you know, that's that whole world. And then just, like you say, great people, well, Woody Guthrie, Jimmy Webb, you know, you know, we go on and on talking about all the Okies, but it's almost uncanny the amount of talent that comes from such a small state and then and now with just some of the things that are happening with the OK Pop Museum and the, mm-hmm. the Woody Center and the, the, you know just recently buying the Dillon Archives you know, I mean I think even Tulsa's really becoming a that district has become a big music mecca when you have like all that stuff in one spot you know yeah, all the really western good. swing history from the Bob Wills mm-hmm. you have uh, you know and J.J. Kell not Leon Russell mm-hmm. so uh it's just an amazing state for music, but I, I you know, it's almost it's like you want to keep it a little bit secret. You don't want to get too, you know. Like, yeah, it's just a little yeah, gem, yeah, this yeah. hidden gem right yeah, now yeah, that's yeah, yeah, <laughs> starting yeah. to, and it's been interesting here at the festival of, you know, um, to even be at some of these panels and hear um, how Oklahoma music has influenced uh, the United States and even the world. Oh, and, yeah. And it's, so it's, it's just. I'd it's say it's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, just the. The music, you know. And then even here at the Americana, I guess, you know, Parker Millsap was just number one on their chart. There's another Oki. And then you have John Moreland. And, yeah. You know, we have all these different people that are just, you know. Making their mark. It's just, yeah, making their mark. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so it's uh, so it's almost like a great time for Oklahoma music. And I think people are really beginning to know. It's like, what's going on with that state? Mm-hmm. So... Well, and you said you really like to work with younger artists and you're producing and doing all that kind of stuff. What are a few bits of advice that you like to give to younger artists? Oh, wow. That's a Give us some wisdom. <laughs> but, you know, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's just you really, you, you know, it's just, a, it's a hard, you know, it's so hard to make it. Because, you know, back in my day, like when, even in the singer-songwriter genre, which is really popular in Oklahoma and everywhere now, mm-hmm. You know, that was back in the era of growing up. There's Jackson Brown and Joni Mitchell and James Taylor. I mean, you could almost name all the singer-songwriters on two hands, you know. Dan, even back in my era, like people like Dan Fogelberg and stuff. But that those are the songwriter guys. Mm-hmm. But now, 
there's just so many of them, and they're all, a lot of them are really good. So just finding your niche through all of this music and the, you know, music's just a different game these days. So I think a lot of people are trying to figure it out still, you know. Yeah. You know. Someone know. said it's not even thinking outside the box. There's just not really even a box anymore. It's just, <laughs> you know, people are just... Uh, moving on to more like, well, it's not even about the music. It's how you market it now because there's just so much of it. Yeah. But but, uh, but the hard work part, that's why I wanted to help Levi because he's very talented and I, I like love Okies and mm-hmm. stuff. But he, I could tell just from following him around on Facebook that that guy is out every night playing somewhere where some people kind of want it all to come to him. And that's, it's just too hard these days for that to happen. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to really work it. So I think it's paying off. I mean, I think Levi's number 25 on the Americana charts now. So that's good. That's good. He's doing great. Yeah, from coming out of nowhere. Yeah. So, Well, tell us about what you're working on right now and what we can see from Well, you. I'm going to, you know, all, yeah, all artists in these interviews are like, well, I'll be starting my new. So I'll, I'll probably do a, a yeah. recording project soon. Okay. Uh, what else am I working on? Uh, I'm just kind of like any other artist. I have ideas going on. But maybe a... Yeah. Uh, I've uh, finally gotten around to maybe doing some kind of book of my lyrics and, you know, with some kind of, I don't know, yeah. something like that maybe. Mm-hmm. But mainly just, you know, playing and helping other musicians is kind of my job right now. I'm just kind of, you know, people always ask what I do when I'm not playing music, but it's not like I have a hobby like, you know, everybody seems to have something else they do, <laughs> like, you know, run Ironmans or, or, you know, even if maybe they're into hang gliding or... Uh, Hot air balloon. I just have pretty much music and uh, music, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it, it, you've made it your job, and you, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So. so that's great. It's your hobby and your job. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> well, tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, social media website where they can. Find yeah, your I of course have a Facebook page, and then at JimmyLafave.com is my website. If they want to follow me to any gigs. And, yeah, that's I'm pretty easy to find. You know, just Google the name. Like everybody else, you know. <laughs> Google, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great tool. <laughs> well, Jimmy, thank you for sitting oh, down thanks. with thanks, me. Guys. And it was lovely visiting with you. Yeah. And we look forward to seeing more. All right, thanks.